A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. Swift, 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 Swift. Ish. What just happened? Hey guys, welcome back to Swiftish. I'm Shelby. And I'm Ashley. Yes, and we're back at it. Honestly, it's a miracle this evening came together because I was I was prepared to like just skip a week and see how it went, but Ashley motivated me. You you were like secretly hoping that I wasn't gonna text you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I mean it's been a busy week. I feel a little under the weather. Um mm-hmm. and I was just like, ugh, ugh, ah. But here we are. (laughs) I've been there. Like all last weekend, I was sick the whole weekend, like like, snot coming out of my nose, coughing. I couldn't like eat anything except for ice cream. Yeah. Um, So I – and I was recovering. So (laughs) Thursday hit, Wednesday hit, and I was like, oh, are we recording tomorrow? And I was like, maybe we're recording Friday. And then Thursday – like yesterday i was i was like i have I, i'm gonna feel so guilty if i don't text you <laughs> so i texted you and i know it was good you. it's good it's good we're here because a lot's yeah. been happening and um i mean i guess getting right into it mm-hmm. um the big news of the week is scooter Braun mm-hmm. had a profile in variety um mm-hmm. did you get a chance to read it i read it last night yeah and I just didn't want to read the thing. I read it all. <laughs> I read I read I read all of it. I think a lot of it I just skimmed over because I was like, I don't care about this. I don't care yeah. about how you're, you know, you sold to H Y B E. And but the but a lot of it was just about like how amazing he was, how uh-huh. he was a dropout, and how he like was a wheeler and dealer, and he started out, you know, making fake IDs and becoming a promoter, and somehow like, cool kid. you know, he's a cool kid. His, uh, you know, he he did something where two of his investors passed by each other at dinner, and that led from like a two hundred fifty thousand dollar deal to a million dollar deal or billion. And I was like, I don't care about this. I know it because I read it. I was like, I don't care about this. The reason why I cared about it was because all of the clickbait, because he mentions yeah. Taylor. Like, he mentions about Taylor because I don't think that many people would have clicked and read the article if he didn't mention Taylor. And the interviewer knew that. Variety yeah. knows that. Everybody yeah. knows it. Is If he talks about Taylor, then people are going to click on it. But basically, sure. it was a big puff piece to kind of like – <laughs> yeah make, make him seem cool i wonder how much he paid for someone to <laughs> do that profile on him yeah no it was i mean that's yeah i'm not like following his career i don't know exactly obviously this is big news it was a big multi-million dollar i mean like 500 million dollar deal and mm-hmm. i'm sure it has ramifications in the music industry but it is yeah. kind of it was kind of a dry piece where it was just like about business and mm-hmm. it's like oh snooze no. yeah um and so uh, it was sort of interesting because I saw all the reactions to it and the clickbait mm-hmm. articles you yeah. mentioned on like Twitter before I read it today. And I feel like it's interesting because there's like two sides to this, right? Which is that for me, I can definitely see a universe where there was a misunderstanding on Scooter's end because he mm-hmm. did not know how bothered Taylor was by the mm-hmm. Scott Borchetta section of it all. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we've talked about a lot of her songs like My Tears Ricochet and um, all, all uh, the all these tracks that detail her pain around the Scott Borchetta portrayal. Go. Oh, yeah. How timely. <laughs> um, 
And it's all like focused more on Scott, whereas Scooter was just like the salt in the wound almost. Mm-hmm. And so I imagine from Scooter's perspective, he's like, whoa, this this bitch be cray, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why yeah. is she coming at me? Yeah. But I also, I mean, he's like such a bro and he doesn't think emotionally. Mm-mm. And so he does things like sharing like the story his friend posted about my friend bought Taylor Swift and like bragging and and this bravado around everything. And so. I have mm-hmm. some issues with how he talked about this because me too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, admittedly it's mm-hmm. like yes, they brought it up because that's a relevant pop culture piece, but he was like they angled it as like poor scooter. Yeah, and like put <laughs> it all on like, Taylor. Like, oh, I'm yeah. sure Taylor had a problem with it. Oh, Taylor took it wrong. Yeah, Taylor Taylor's did this reaction like, to it. Yeah. Yeah, so it was just kind of like like you said, there are two different sides to the story, and the story is, oh, Taylor just she needs to calm down. <laughs> she's being too loud. Like yeah. that's what he's he's saying. Like, I, I don't know. Right. He's playing the victim, like you said. Well, and it's weird too because he's not the victim. I mean, he first of all got like the four hundred million dollars with the acquisition in the first place, and then mm-hmm. when he sold it again, he got another hundred million or whatever. So it's like mm-hmm. he's not hurting. Like, sure, some mean Swifties called him a bully and like sent him rat emojis and like you know mocked him on his Instagram to the point where he had <laughs> weaponized his wife. It's like, yeah, poor boohoo you, but it's also yeah. like, is that really the saddest thing that's ever happened to you? Like, mm-hmm. and just the, the cloying way he talks about it, which is like, oh yeah, of course I regret. It makes me sad that Taylor had that reaction to the deal. Mm-hmm. And then he said, which really, really was the irritant for me is all of what happened has been very confusing and not based on anything factual. And it's like, I mean, that phrase, not based on anything factual, is just grossly undermining the reality of the situation. Mm -hmm. It posits him as sort of this source of all the facts, all the knowledge, and Taylor is just operating off of emotion and not logic. Mm -hmm. But the facts are her music that she wrote, that she created, were sold not to her, but someone who had hurt her, Mm -hmm. and that they were not even like considering her in that in that agreement it was just done behind closed doors without the author of the works no matter his intent that's a fact Mm -hmm. and the fact is he would only sell it he he then brings up the like oh well i wanted to have conversations with her to sell her her masters to her oh but it was like it all it was all just so unfortunate the communication just wasn't open it just led to a misunderstanding and And it's like the way he I don't know. Maybe you read it a different way than I did. The way that he said he he said he was willing to go under an NDA made it mm. sound like he was like, "I'll go under an NDA. I won't talk about this." And then mm. and then it mentions how Taylor said, "The only way we he wouldn't even give me a number. I had to sign an NDA before we can start negotiations." So it's yeah. like, like what I want and what I want him to do is to release this NDA and I want um, and let us let us read it release the communications that he sent to Taylor if he wants yeah. the facts to come out you know like and as we have we have known from Taylor's receipts she's kind of been the one who's been more truthful in matters when it comes to receipts so I'm just interested yeah. in in this unfortunately he's still profiting off of her masters because of the deal with um I forget the shamrock, the shamrock. so it's just kind of like ugh. Yeah, um, it's like it, it's like he's saying half he's saying truths, right? Like, oh, I offered to sell her the catalog back. Mm-hmm. Uh there's an NDA on the table. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, and then he's like, open communication is so important, guys. Like, it's like, yeah. okay, thanks for mansplaining, like, how communication mm-hmm. works. But the the fact of the matter is there wasn't communication. And whether that was, I mean, the, like, the too whole, little, too late or whatever it is. It um, just comes down to the fact, and we've learned this in the Chris Harrison and Bachelor situation, <laughs> that we should all give each other a little bit of grace, right? <laughs> yeah. Everyone deserves that yeah exactly i mean it's just like yeah i think he talked later about how hard it was to be called a bully because he's like i'm so against this but his team stood by him his team and his clients who his clients have all kind of made a name for themselves of being bullies (laughs) so it's just like oh good for you bullies stand by bullies and you know maybe there's i don't know i mean let's not get it wrong swifties are out to kill sometimes and out for blood like the major hardcore ones who do send death threats because i you know i they have said they got death threats from swifties that yeah a little uncalled for but it's it's just i don't know yeah i I mean he said later there's always going to be misconceptions because people want to see things the way they are the way they Mm want to see them and that that goes both ways and i don't think he has the self-awareness necessary to really understand like oh why would Taylor not want to talk to me? Like, why would this be, why would this be more difficult than I anticipated? And yeah. it's like, if he could take the time to understand where she's coming from, then maybe there wouldn't be this misconception either. Mm-hmm. But it just proves that he's not acting in good faith and instead is just spinning the story to try and save, save some face. And and he might totally 100% believe like what he's saying. But oh, that just proves that he's not really engaging with the other side and like the yeah. and the logic and the the strength that Taylor has come at this with because he mm-hmm. just wants to write it off as like, wow, that's an emotional overreaction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, okay, Scooter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, the oh. whole piece is basically like the man in action because it's like this guy wants to pretend he pulled himself off up by his bootstraps, but... He's like, I didn't take money from my parents once I was done. And it's like, that might be true, Scooter, but that doesn't rob you of the privilege you had in this industry as like your cool white bro, you know, that goes and steals 13 year olds from Canada and (laughs) child trafficking (laughs) (laughs) just ruins people's lives and then entraps them in these horror, whatever. It's fine. I he, I'm salty well, wait, about it. He entraps Justin Bieber or Taylor Swift. <laughs> I'm I'm a little, I'm very I'm confused because still still a 13 year old and then entrapped. I'm like, is the is this it's the Justin Bieber relationship for me? I I yeah. recently rewatched the uh, the documentary from when he first came out because I did oh. a whole Justin Bieber deep dive on my on my PS You're Wrong show mm-hmm. and there was so much about Scooter wrapped up in in everything that went right and went wrong for Justin Bieber mm-hmm. and you kind of feel bad for the guy and you're like man he was surrounded by some not great guys mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> who are like <laughs> twice his age almost yeah, yeah. but it's fine we don't have to we don't have to make this the scooter show it, no you know I think yeah it's just so it totally just... off base you know I'm thinking about management companies right now and that's totally off base of Taylor in any way but there is a photo of Taylor and Britney Spears you know from a long long time ago have you been following the whole Britney um yeah Britney story the Britney movement yeah. yeah did you did you listen to her her uh statement 
I listened to part of it. It's yeah. it's really sad all around. I think mm-hmm. I think it's a really really complicated field. I have a friend who works in um like estate law mm-hmm. and and deals a lot with that capacity when it comes to usually it's with the elderly, right? Yep. And so it's always like very complicated. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really sad when you see someone so young who's clearly been you know, there enough to manage a huge career. It's just like, it's really sad. And Mm -hmm. I have thoughts about it, but I also feel like it's hard to say we have the full story. Yeah. Yeah. I like part of me does think that they should, if she stays under conservatorship, my sister, my sister who's like 21 is under conservatorship Mm, of my parents. And, you know, she can have a job, she can do that stuff, but like she definitely is under like my parents guidance and she can petition yeah. to the court it was, it was interesting because Brittany had said like oh I didn't know I can petition and my sister could yeah. petition like and she knows that um but it was it is very interesting you know we've seen all this stuff and Brittany did say like oh I I do need therapy and I think she does know she needs somebody in her life she mm-hmm. just wants to change that and yeah. I just look at like you know because family can be biased when it comes to the situation and when you look at Taylor Swift, who has such a strong mm-hmm. family unit, who has always been out for her, like her number one, and put themselves in front, like Taylor need in front of them. Like, yeah. I have a, you know, a, her, a, you think of the best day, you know, thanking your parents for like putting, for doing everything, letting me, sitting back and letting me shine. And I don't mm-hmm. think that that's what Britney has, which is sad. Oh, yeah, and it's, no. And there, there's it's so convoluted with the whole Britney Spears movement. But yeah. I, I listened to that. I've been following along the free Britney movement and thinking about how lucky Taylor is to, you know, have her family situation. Yeah. I know that Britney probably has her issues, but when you don't have a strong family unit behind you, it just has yeah, to no, be. Yeah, no, it's it's sad. And yeah. I mean, yeah, like the Jamie Spears of it all. It's like mm. hate him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> really yeah. don't like him. But he hasn't been in charge of her conservatorship in quite some time, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, the, uh, my point is for anyone who wants to react to it, I think there is an emotional level to it that that bears figuring out and mm-hmm. like, oh wow, we're limiting people. Like that whole industry is worth a new look at. But yeah, I think you also have to be aware that there is a lot happening behind the scenes and it's very difficult yep. for someone to prove yep. incapacity so there's probably things we don't know about exactly and about like in her. my situation in my situation with my my personal family like a lot of people will see my sister and be like she's totally fine like what are you talking mm-hmm. about like I spend like a day with her I, I like spend the whole week with her she's fine but they yeah. don't see the whole picture yeah so it's just yeah it's hard to say uh, just kind of like the scooter situation yeah. you just don't know the whole story yeah um, yeah and hopefully she'll get to you know say more and and feel yeah. more confident in using her voice and and i hope it turns out positively in the best mm-hmm. way possible um because honestly what she went through was horrific and <laughs> I, I mean that just era yeah. of the the early aughts is just like horrible what we did to mm-hmm. women oh, in the industry I know, I because like I think Justin Timberlake had tweeted out like in support of Britney, and people were like, um, "Do you not realize that you were probably part of the problem?" Like, do you not know that? No. Yeah, just get out of here, Justin. No one asked you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than that, I mean, the only other Taylor Swift news really is that she 
I mean, it was interesting. Today she posted about Ed Sheeran's new song. Mm-hmm. I haven't listened to it yet. I've listened to like that clip. I haven't. Yeah. The video clip like, of him, like, his, like, like black, black eyes underneath it. And it's like very Joker-esque. But then he has vampire teeth. What I don't get, and I was thinking about it today, is why she didn't promote Olivia's yes. piece. Because she did um, – that one got griff she did griff she did she's been doing like she just did a few more she did like olivia's best friend that guy friend she's and i'm just kind of like was she afraid that olivia was gonna knock her off the charts or like <laughs> is it more like oh olivia's gonna be in red with me so like we're i, I don't want to promote it because people are gonna start like you know theories right. about how i gave her a <laughs> ring and i wore a ring in the yeah. promo so she's gonna be on one of my my collabs so I just don't know why she didn't – I don't know. We talked know, about that one time and maybe she just forgot. But Yeah. <laughs> or maybe <laughs> – Or Olivia she might have like help. sent her a personal note, personal message. But yeah, it's and, – and yeah, I guess when you look at who she is promoting, like the most recent one before Ed was Griff. Mm-hmm. And that's like a more low, like an indie artist who's not, mm-hmm. you know, toppling charts already. So maybe she thought she would do a service that way, whereas Olivia clearly didn't need her – Mm-hmm. nudge mm-hmm. um but then why ed when ed never <laughs> posts about her <laughs> friends you know I you know. got your blind spots <laughs> i know i know but i don't know mm. speaking of red did you see the fan made collab out al- like album liner no. i think oh i think it was fan made but they did um I don't remember the names of the song, but they did like the, the top that Taylor was wearing for the um, the Brits Award that everyone was like, mm. oh, it's so red in 1989. They recolored that into red. So it's like sparkling oh. red. And on the side is all of like the, the songs. And then there's the bonus tracks and there's one that – and people are room- – they, they're standing behind a lot of like the theories behind it just because yeah. they're like that makes sense. Um, but they this person had – would love not Nile, Nile Horn, Olivia, oh, and yeah. then another Ed Sheeran collaboration on the on the bonus track. Yeah. So, I mean, Ed. The, I mean, that I, was Ed my question is, is so there's eight bonus tracks. We know one mm-hmm. is the All Too Well extended mm-hmm. edition. Mm-hmm. Do you think she's also going to put Babe and um, Better Man on this album? I would be really sad <laughs> if that's one of them because we've already heard it and it's like. I would take no. I would take Babe because mm-hmm. she or no Better Man. Wait, which one does she not sing on? Which one she doesn't sing on? Better Better Man. Better yeah. Man, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would take ba- Better Man. Yeah, I think yeah. she'll put both of them on. Honestly, I do. Mm. Which I think takes, is fine. I know, but it's not like a <laughs> surprise. It's not anything new. Yeah, I no. know. But eight songs, seven new songs would be. A lot, whereas yeah. these are semi-new, mm-hmm. and at least with like Better Man, we knew it was intended for Red, so yeah. that fits her description of what these bonus tracks are meant to be. And we've heard some of the other bonus tracks, like yeah. before they were released on Fearless, at least one <laughs> or two of them. So you're so sad. <laughs> uh, I know it's because I want so much more of Red. It's just like yeah. what I've been like living for. We have to wait till November. Know. I'm still really confused about how she released like uh, Wildest Dreams and then the Zoe um, playlist. Mm. Um, Shake it off. It was all like signs pointing to 1989. 
but maybe she alas. wants to do a surprise drop. I don't, I don't think so, but maybe. <laughs> I know, but you know, I'm here for red. I just, I just, yeah. She's given us so much. I'm going through withdrawals. So I'm like, oh, she's not gonna <laughs> drop anything. But I do have to tell you, I am not missing people thinking every single Thursday that Taylor's gonna like drop 1989. Yes, I'm like, thank heavens. Thank you. Taylor. I'm glad that she gave us a date, and it's so far away. And hopefully, we can keep her. Keep it calm for a little bit, but about us. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of bonus tracks, um, today yes. we get to dive into Evermore's um, bonus track. It's time to go. She had mm-hmm. two on this album. Um, a lot of people loved "Right Where You Left Me." I mm-hmm. frankly didn't. <laughs> I had strong feelings <laughs> in the opposite directions for that one, but I did really love this mm-hmm. song when I first heard it. What about mm-hmm. you? Yeah, I re- so it took me a long time to listen to it because, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I think when she dropped, she dropped it, and other stuff was going on with my life, and so I literally like listened, to- like I've listened to it. Yeah, I've listened to the song. I didn't really listen to the lyrics right. until like a few weeks ago. Like, actually dive in and be like, Wait, oh yeah, like, you know, analyze it. I like it. It's nice. It's not something that I like throw out. It's not. I'm gonna tell you if I if I want <laughs> on a concert or not later on, but um, yeah. I liked it. I loved I loved how she she used all these different situations and tied them into her own. Just kind of like yeah, I likes. love a good boundary song. Yeah. It's like yes, mm-hmm, <laughs> let's mm-hmm. leave. Yeah, we don't have room for this toxic energy in our lives. <laughs> what was so good about the song is that throughout the whole album, it's all fictional, and then she ties in fictional situations with like yes. a real life situation that we all know about. Yeah, I, I mean that. that's that's kind of what I love. So this was produced there in Dustner, which mm-hmm. comes as no surprise. And he really but, liked it. Like, didn't he tweet about how like this is one of his favorites? Oh, did he? I don't yeah. remember. He I did a really, really bad job at research this week. <laughs> Well, because last night it was like, wait, we're doing it's time to go. (laughs) Um, But I do like that traditionally her bonus tracks kind of carry the most like raw, unpolished Mm -hmm. details, you know, like from the birthday party scene in Mm -hmm. The Moment I Knew to like details about her anniversary trip in the lakes on folklore. Like she doesn't seem as afraid to hide kernels of personal details on these less played in less known songs Mm -hmm. and so like you said it is kind of interesting to listen to this and at first you're like oh cute random random stories and then you're like oh interesting yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) oh i think there might be something there yeah yeah. (laughs) um but should we get into it yeah i think you're reading this week yes yes i love a good shelby read (laughs) yeah let's break down (laughs) when it's time to go um okay so the first verse she says When your dinner is cold and the chatter gets old, you ask for the tab. Or the moment, again, he's insisting that friends look at each other like that. When the words of a sister come back in whispers that prove she was not, in fact, what she seemed. Not a twin from your dreams. She's a crook who is caught. Whoa, did I say that right? No, not a twin from your dreams. She's a crook who is caught. That's right. Okay. What is caught (laughs) with? Nothing. (laughs) It doesn't matter. (laughs) That caught me <laughs> off guard. Um, like, am I but yeah, I I mean, so she highlights these three stories, which is one is a simple like, oh, this dinner got awkward. Like, let's mm-hmm. just let's bounce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the other is a more nefarious. Uh, he's definitely cheating. That's a red flag vibe. And then uh, pretty blonde turns out to not be what she sees. I know someone who could be your twin. You're like, 
both model-esque <laughs> and um yeah your best friend you even yeah. have like you even love her so much that you have a a place in your house with all of her treats and everything yeah. she could ever need and all of like you know the shampoo she has because mm-hmm. you're that close and i mean i think this song really ties closely to ties into like the the drama of the week scooter brawn because i don't yeah. know if you caught already but i think both shelby and i are alluding to the fact of miss carly class yeah am i right yeah a hundred percent i feel mm-hmm. like i feel like it's telling that the first couple of things are like oh here's a one-liner like yeah it's time to go literally isn't it and -hmm. then this one she like digs in and she's like oh but wait till you hear about this chick you know it's like you can feel the 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 sting the bitterness Mm -hmm. almost and and I think it is telling that she's like oh not a twin from your dreams because that was something that was highlighted in a lot of profiles where it's like oh they're basically the same person it's like she's my sister like yes they're twins and Mm -hmm. And like, sure, maybe there's no conceivable universe where this isn't about Carly class. I'm just going to claim it. Like I, oh yeah, I really feel like the details are all there and mm-hmm. this mirrors almost exactly the rumor about why they broke up, which, or why they, <laughs> why the friends broke the, up. They broke up. Because <laughs> um, the theory, the rumor, and I don't remember where it came from or what it was based on, but um, that there was someone that she found out Carly had been telling like Scooter Braun and people stuff about her, especially during the like 2016 fallout. And mm-hmm. that, you know, that sanctity of privacy is so important to Taylor that no matter if it was like something simple, like, oh yeah, like, wow, isn't that sad that Scott isn't going to like whatever it was. I don't think it had to be deep for it to hurt Taylor that she would do that. And I don't blame mm-hmm. her. Yeah. And it's it's so it's so interesting too because throughout the whole like oh are they still friends are they not friends? You know, she went to she was at a reputation show and you know th- they've been like alluding here and there that everything's fine and I mean she she must have known that yeah. that everyone would pull out Carly Kloss out of this mm-hmm. and she's just kind of like I'm done like it's time to go. I don't really need to yeah. that like we're all good you don't need you you don't need to know the real story but it's not it's not good well and I think Ugh. it's telling that in every instance Carly's been the one trying to be like oh we're still friends she was on the mm-hmm. Vogue 73 questions she's like of course we'll st- we're still friends she was like mm-hmm. oh she didn't come to my wedding but you don't know she was at like the bridal shower you just you didn't see her because we didn't post mm-hmm. it you just don't know and then even the rep tour she went to she did all this stuff but there was not a peep from Taylor Swift, except maybe did she they share a, a picture of them together? Or they did took Carly? a photo together. I don't know who shared it, but I know yeah. they took a photo together. And her, but and Taylor taking a photo with Carly. I mean, she, you know, she knows that. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So but it's I like wonder- right from the get go. On look what you made me do. Carly's name wasn't on the Junior Jewels yeah. T-shirt, and so that's like from that's the instant we knew. Oh, okay, this friendship is like if not dead then it's taken a serious back seat for whatever reason <laughs> and, I, and i wonder like maybe during the reputation era it wasn't as sizzled out and it was still going like but it was that like strained friendship of like maybe we can make this work and then slowly yeah. but surely throughout the events of the last four years it's like no this is yeah 
Like, well, she goes you? on in her chorus to sing that old familiar body ache that snaps from the same little breaks in your soul, you know, when it's time to go. And I think that's like a really potent, simple, straightforward, like truth. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, like kind of what you're saying. It's like it's not always like you're pushed from the balcony and just shatter on the ground. It's sometimes just that those little breaks that mm-hmm. tiny body ache and it just like starts to hurt enough that you're like, okay, I have to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I think she's right to sort of pair it in this first like verse area where it's like, they're kind of like straightforward. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm over this dinner. Like, let's move on. And, and this like been there, done that energy she's bringing to that over that moment again uh oh I've dated so many f boys who are just telling me that it's fine but it's not I know it now and then again there's just this friend that she's like and I've learned about friendship too um Mm -hmm. and then things get progressively more emotionally more deep hazard yeah yeah um so she sings uh 20 years at your job then the son of the boss gets the spot that was yours or trying to stay for the kids when keeping it how it is will only break their hearts worse Mm mm-hmm and then yeah. she sings the chorus again, the old familiar body ache, the snaps from the same little breaks in your soul, you know when it's time to go. So um, some people are theorizing that the last two lines of verse two, talking about trying to stay together for the kids and break, you know, but it's actually like you shouldn't be because it's breaking your kids' hearts, are kind of pointing the finger at maybe the relationship between her parents yeah do you think that's it or do you think she's just going along with like the general situation of kind of like the first two lines of the first verse I think it's kind of both it's like like this is me trying like she says Mm -hmm. that she didn't pull from specific personal imagery for that song but just thought of like what is it like when you when you're trying your best and it doesn't look like you're trying at all to other people Mm -hmm. and I think it's similar here where I think children of divorce in general know exactly what this sentiment is, even if she's not trying to plant like an Easter egg or like, this is what it was like for me, dad. I think it is just like, that's a, that's a feeling, a universal feeling. And I think it is telling that, you know, her early songs about marriage and, you know, I'm the, let's see if I can remember it. You made a rebel of a careless man's careful daughter. Mm-hmm. You you, <laughs> you still have your stick. You still have your uh, Swifty sticker. Yeah. There you go. And like that was how she. I think there's like a lot of hurt around this male dynamic, mm-hmm. the the father dynamic in her songs. Whereas once, and I haven't dug into their personal like that. I'm still confused by that relationship status. But I think once and there I was space between a- them, they did a lot better. Yeah, and I think they've done a great job at keeping – and Taylor, too, like, have really done a great job at keeping that that private life private. Yeah. People have speculated, but no one – no one in her inner circle who probably knows the truth have really come forward and been like, hey – and I respect that. Like, I, like yeah. there's still a lot of theorizing. People are going to do that. <laughs> but I, I respect that, you know, that the efforts that people have gone to keep this personal because it's not this this isn't i mean it affects taylor but it's not taylor swift's life it's her right it's her family's life yeah i think i think Which it's I, like is this personal probably but it's also universal so oh my yes so my um lances and lances my husband has husband he doesn't have a husband his parents split when he was like 22 and looking back we were talking about it when they when they actually like had signed and sealed delivered the divorce 
he had said, you know, I really wish for my mom's sake that she would have left him when like a lot earlier when we were kids. It just would have been it would have been better for her if she would have gotten out of that that situation. Yeah. So it's just like it's maybe Taylor relates to it. Maybe Taylor doesn't. But she knows that there is a vast majority of people who do relate to this. Yeah, it's kind of what I love this about this song is that like I like I joked, it's like about boundaries. It's about cutting out mm-hmm. the things that don't serve you anymore. And I think that's a really hard it's lesson toxic. to learn because yeah. we're constantly trained to be like, oh, just push through it, like make it work, like you have to stick with it. The going gets tough. You know, it's like we have especially in the US just this culture about like no pain, no gain, you know? And I think yeah. it takes a lot to step back and realize like, oh, no that's not healthy that's not right mm-hmm. and um so she sings in her bridge um sometimes giving up is the strong thing sometimes to run is the brave thing sometimes walking out is the one thing that will find you the right thing sometimes giving up is the strong thing sometimes to run is the brave thing sometimes walking out is the one thing that will find you the right thing i like how it builds mm-hmm. i like how it repeats I, oh, sort of like a mantra yeah. it feels like Somewhere I've been where I'm like, wait, no, I have to, this isn't working anymore. (laughs) I also like how this like really closely ties to when people thought she was like on the run and on the lam and like leaving Mm. everything behind. You know, she, she knew it was time to go. It was time to get out of the public eye and, you know, remove herself from the situation. She had that, that old familiar ache that, hey, like my, my soul's breaking. This is time to go. And I love the last line. Sometimes walking out was the one thing that will find you the right thing and that I think that really led her into the successful relationship she's in now which you know I'm glad I'm glad that she knew it was time to go I know where would she be now yeah it's like a very um similar to the energy of her poems from reputation where she's like oh yeah I wish I could tell you now like (laughs) sometimes Mm -hmm. (laughs) that thing doesn't work out but something else will and like Mm -hmm. I think that is a mature stance for her to take and that's kind of why I like this song is because I think it's a necessary song especially for a young fan base where it's like they're not told this very often and I think it's a nice running you know chorus to have in your head that it's like oh yeah (laughs) I can be Mm -hmm. brave and I can um, be bold and that could mean giving up and that's just facts I, I love it and yeah. then it goes for the jugular though with this final Brit, this final verse where she sings something clearly very personal um <clears throat> 15 years 15 million tears begging till my knees bled i gave it my all he gave me nothing at all then wondered why i left now he sits on his throne in his palace of bones praying to his greed he's got my past frozen behind glass but i've got me mm. This is just like a stunning evisceration of the entire Scott and Taylor saga. I know. It's just kind of like, I love how she says, um, he's got my past frozen behind glass, but I've got me. Because it Mm -hmm. directly just kind of goes to how he sold sold her birthright for like a bowl of porridge. Just like he doesn't have her past but hey she still has her and that's pretty that's that that's the great thing yeah she's still ultra successful and and what is he doing who is he representing Mm -hmm. no one knows him except for the tailor of it all and um i really Mm -hmm. just like you feel her pain here like 
obviously you have my tears ricochet and these songs that sort of visit this pain in a sort of metaphorical approach but this is like no guys like I was on my knees I was begging I was pleading I I wanted to make this work and he he get, he didn't do anything I gave him you know 13 year 15 years <laughs> 15 years of like success her this music that changed the world that has maintained its own notoriety mm-hmm. and he gave her nothing he he let her he let her walk away and blamed her for that choice. <laughs> yep, yep. And I think that, that like turn there where she's like, he wondered why I left. Like that sort of, I felt that because like, how can these people do such harm and then still be surprised when you walk away? And that's just the male ego for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's ego. like something people learn to varying degrees. It's like, wow. Mm. And I think that could be applied to all of these different situations where it's like, oh, this guy gave me a job and gave his job to the boss's kid. And it's like, why did I leave? And it's like, that's a sentiment. That's like an eternal truth. <laughs> and I think she does a good job here of kind of allowing that to feel universal. And then the second part of that verse is much more like explicitly he's sitting on my literal bones, you losers. And he's, he's caught, he's kept my past. Like he has my old records. Like, mm-hmm. did you get it yet? <laughs> this <spot's good. laughs> um, but Yeah, exactly. And then I think always Taylor masters that sort of moment of transcendence and she gets it here with that. But I've got me because it really is like a brutal verse. It's very sad. It's very like, ugh. How do you carry on from that? Mm-hmm. But then she kind of picks herself up and, and she, she remembers like, I have everything that made me successful even without him. Mm-hmm. And so I will continue to be successful in spite of him. Yeah. And she'll show people that she doesn't need him, his management team, to make her yeah. go even higher than she's ever been. Yeah. People will try she's to man. take your success. But <laughs> when you're... <laughs> you will look and it will be you and the people who loved you who uh, got you here wow you that's inspiration where you come up with that (laughs) (laughs) just something off the top of my head um but then she sings the whole um verse slash bridge again where she sings that old familiar body ache the snaps from the same little breaks in my soul I know when it's time to go. Sometimes giving up is the strong thing. Sometimes to run is the brave thing. Sometimes walking out is the one thing that will find you the right thing. Sometimes giving up is the strong thing. Sometimes to run is the brave thing. Sometimes walking out is the one thing that will find you the right thing. And you know in your soul when it's time to go. You know, you know, you know when it's time to go. Mm -hmm. So then you go, then you go, you just go. No ifs, ands, or buts. You go. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of, it feels like she's drumming up the courage to like walk away. And it almost feels like by the end of it, she's just like holding the listener's hand and being like, okay, you see what Mm -hmm. I mean? We can do this. We can do this together. Like let's, let's move forward and be free of the shadowed torture and (laughs) move Mm -hmm. on to bigger and better. Oh, Taylor, 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 Taylor. Yeah. What so, a bonus. Wh- it, yeah, it was a great bonus. I yeah. Liked I liked how raw it was. Yeah. Should we get into the final questions? Let's get into the questions. Yes. Let's do it. Um, so the tailor of it all, Shelby, 
let's yeah let's have you go first oh okay (laughs) my favorite line from this song um that feels like the most taylor swift thing is the um uh he's got my past frozen behind glass but i've got me Mm. i think Mm -hmm. that really just typifies how she she can capture a moment in a really like um evocative way but then still give you that like closure Mm. I like that too. I agree with you. Another line that I really like, and it's just more because it, it fits along with like, it shows where she started and where she is now, but it's 15 years, 15 million tears because mm-hmm. there's the, the her song 15 and in that song 15 talks about how giving, giving your all to a boy who changed his mind. Mm. And that's essentially, you know, it's not it's not in the sexual term in, in like it is in the right. in the music, but that's kind of like how it is in this situation. You know, he just changed his mind. Like, fine. I'm yes. gonna sell your, your records. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you that toy. So kind of like taking everything she had. That's basically her. an Easter egg. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> is that the Easter egg you like too? Yeah, it is. I kind of like transitioned into it. It's oh, my I love one, it. One of my Taylor of it all, Taylor of it all, and Easter egg kind of like yes. really fit together. Um, no, I love that. I think what that's about clever. what about your Easter egg? Since we're I love that. the uh, the not a twin from your dream. She's the crook yes. who was caught. I think that is a delightful, mm-hmm. shady, old school Taylor drag. Um, you know, I love a petty tailor and mm. I think it's not necessarily petty in like the trivial sense, but it does feel like she's letting us know. <laughs> she's yeah. letting us know who she's singing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, mm. <coughs> Carly. It's, yeah. It's like, do I need to say it louder? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I love anytime Carly comes into any of these interpretations of any song ever, mm-hmm. but this wrong. one kind of felt like, yeah, <laughs> this one felt like the nail in the coffin. That's like stop talking as if we were like l- the love of each other's life she was just this she was just this loser who lied yeah. to me <laughs> yeah she was a sheep and she was a wolf in sheep's clothing yeah. gina george yeah come on, come on. <clears throat> okay um let's give it a grade what's your grade yeah. i gave it i'm trying to think i'm trying to keep in mind the taylor score the mm-hmm. the because i feel like i'm doing a bad job of it but i do I think do. i would give this a b plus Maybe that's too high, but I really like this song. Yeah. I mean, when you think about all of our, like, really hit A-plusers, um, ones that you want to just jam out to or even yeah. cry to, this definitely isn't one that I'm going to put on over, like, repeat, repeat, but I'll, I'll give it a B. It's good. Okay. It's good. Yeah. I, I love I love the raw. I like you said, her bonus songs are really, like, you know, that's when she gives us the little bit yes. more, like, raw detail, <laughs> which I, I love. I love. I need to come up with a grading scale of like what gets I what constitutes today because it, it's really like on the spot. Like, how am I feeling today? Because tomorrow I might be like, mm, yeah. Seamless, I like try but- to think even of the like the list I did of every song yeah. ever, and I'm like, I guess technically would this be a C? But that just feels so hurtful. It's like I know Especially she always have like pettiness. two fails in her life. So how does that <laughs> affect the grade in general? I don't know. She's just an overachiever, that girl. Yeah. That girl. <laughs> but is it making the set list? I don't think so. Me I neither. I, I think so. I think a lot of fans sleep on this. I don't think it spoke to them in the same way it did to me. And I don't think she necessarily finds it that provocative. I think she also prefers the right where you left me track, which... Mm-hmm. We'll get into uh, that. I don't even know. 
<laughs> but I did have a bonus question. So yes. since this oh, is a no. bonus track, okay. would you trade any song on Evermore mm-hmm. for this? I'm trying to think of all the Evermore, Evermore isn't our favorite full album, so maybe. Closure? Mm. Would I change this Interesting, because it might be about because, Carly, too. Yeah, and I don't like the... I don't like the, <laughs> the noise, because it gives me anxiety. I mean, maybe Closure. Yeah. Maybe I'd switch it out for Closure, but I don't know. I, yeah, I like this song more mm-hmm. than a handful on the mm-hmm. album. Like, I really haven't given Dorothea a chance. I just do haven't given it a lot of thought. That's my question because <laughs> I no, I but I don't know if I would cut. I don't know. I think Dorothea accomplishes more than this song does. So I'm glad mm-hmm. that she has those stronger mm-hmm. hits on Evermore, even if they're not personal favorites. So I respect the, Cowboy Like Me, the track list she gave. <laughs> well, that Cowboy like I like said, me. there's I have, songs that I would just, but because. Now I'm I looking think some and I'm people like, <laughs> honestly songs. tolerate it. I just I cannot tolerate that song. Just say it. Just say it. You know <laughs> but what? I'm, but I'm saying but do it. But I'm saying I wouldn't I still wouldn't cut those songs even if I don't like yeah. them as much as this one because I think they're stronger songs. You know if that makes it's sense. It's really yeah, it makes sense. And it's really hard to really you know, Taylor releases this artwork that's like masterpiece and you kind of get used to the whole story behind it. And then you yeah. kind of like take something out and you're like, wait, like is it is it gonna be like Jang and it just all falls apart? Like <laughs> yeah. is it gonna is it gonna feel the same? So it's hard to really like mess with her work and be like, actually yeah. Taylor, let's tweak it. Maybe like her I first album. So hard. But, yeah. <laughs> okay. Love <laughs> <Lover> aside. <laughs> it's nice to have a friend bye uh no get out of here that yeah you should get out of here (laughs) that album could have been a flawless like it has some of her best songs but it becomes convoluted with all this extra Mm -hmm. baggage and i think if she had just nixed it Mm -hmm. that could have been just sheer power any bonus songs on lover like maybe because it's time to go like i love it but it does kind of like mess with the flow. Yeah. That could have been a great bonus song. I would yeah. have. I wanted it, so I'm glad she gave it to me. But for like the whole flow of the album, that would have been a great bonus song for that one. Yeah, or like, then you because you, know, you would be like, okay, like whatever. Twenty five years, she could no. put it on a. <laughs> it gave bonus us. Album. It gave us folklore and evermore. So. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll never see eye to eye. We'll, we'll see. never. <laughs> no um um, but uh we'll have to see what we do next week um do we have any tea i couldn't find any not a lot of no tea but a little fun note and if you follow our instagram you know this but i guess we're someone had asked on reddit they were like oh um what what's your taylor swift podcast recommendations and uh, swiftish podcast was thrown out there and it was it was fun to see the way that people had talked about it because they were like (laughs) They're like, for wholesome, good listening, listen to Swiftish. And for explicit, Why, listen to, I know, golly. And for <laughs> explicit, listen to Holy Swift. But if you want an explicit version of Swiftish, listen to the crossover on Holy Swift's channel. So it was, I, honestly, like, you get pretty explicit on our crossovers with PS You're Wrong, too. So <laughs> if anyone's, if anyone's yeah. wanting to see Ashley Lucy Goosey, mm. uh, Revisit the Lover episode, especially because there are some <laughs> major takeaways on that. <laughs> I, I, maybe it might just be Matt, and it might just be um, other people that just like bring out. And I'm like, okay, wait, we're not on Swiftish, so what? 
what? I can, I can yeah. say what I want? <laughs> but that was a little fun. That was a little yeah, fun. Yeah, no. A little tea on Reddit. Yeah, we love hearing from fans mm-hmm. and and obviously sharing us on Instagram, talking about us on Reddit, um, mentioning us on Twitter. It's all great ways to mm-hmm. spread the good word about our wholesome <laughs> entertainment. PG. So definitely find us on Instagram. We're at Swiftish Podcast. On Twitter, we're at Swiftish Pod 13. We mm-hmm. have our Patreon full of fun things happening all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we met for book club last week and that was fun to kind of like talk to people about yes. um the last letter from your lover it was good so <laughs> keep on if anyone wants to join just let us know go to um patreon.com backslash swiftish podcast and join join the fun join in yes join in yes but you guys until next time i'm ashley and i'm shelby And Taylor, it's time to go. We'll see you all (laughs) next week. Bye. Bye.